0: that getting your motivational talk on early in the week is nice. So I have got Riley from Really Riley Podcast here to discuss leaving her syndicated radio job, making this her year to be Jordan, her mama mantra of we got this, and getting your dignity back after advocating for yourself at work goes badly. But first, thank you to my ride or die, my life partner, my soulmate, but don't tell my husband. My delicious episode sponsor, AG1. I gave AG1 a try because I was looking to build foundational health. I wanted better gut health. I wanted nutrition. And I wanted to make that a daily practice. It's a way for me to wake up, refresh, and seize the day. Carpe Diem, motivated by all the supplements I need in just a few sips. You can replace all your multivitamins, all those minerals, all those antioxidants, all those superfoods, all those digestive enzymes, all those prebiotics and probiotics. You can eliminate all of those and replace them with one scoop of AG1, and it's less than one gram of sugar. So I'm going to be bringing some samples to the fan club members at our members-only picnic meetup this month, but you can order your new foundational full-body health upgrade directly to your house. Take ownership of your health today. It starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to drinkag1.com slash Davi. That's drinkag1.com slash Davi. Davi the scapegoat. I'm Davi, and I'm here with Riley Couture. Hello! From the Really Riley podcast. I feel like our baby podcasts are kind of like springing into toddlerdom together.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of like it's been a baby podcast. It's a toddler though. It's almost a toddler that didn't grow up yet because I've had the actual podcast for six years. But in this capacity where it's my main form of career, it's really only been a month, two, two months maybe. And it's crazy that the growth now that I have on my own With, you know, obviously with 1022 that we're both Mm -hmm. with, but without the major conglomerate of the radio station I worked for before behind it, it's crazy how much it's gone up. I don't know if that's the universe manifestation I'm going to go with that, but it's pretty crazy It's the universe
0: in your favor, but also a testament to the hustle that you bring every day. (sighs) And you're all about, we got this. So when things go wrong, when you experience hardships, you get stronger from it. Riley says we got this and I thought that was really inspiring and I've been trying to bring little tiny tiny sparkles and doses of that to the Davi the scapegoat land.
1: The we got this thing is actually funny that started when I was a single mom I didn't know what the hell I was doing with my son I was without family without anyone and I would just literally pipe myself up in the mirror and be like it's okay we got this mama we got this we got this me and him me and my baby we got this and then it just kind of became the fabric of all things Riley. I mean, it was the hashtag for my wedding and now I've got my kids saying it. It's, it's literally a mantra that when the shit is hitting the fan and I have no more in the tank, it's like a little jolt of caffeine. I like that. I've been asking everybody what their
0: 2023 mantra is and yours is a lifetime mantra. (laughs) We got
1: this. Yeah. I mean, I actually do have a 2023 mantra that was spawn of a lot of pain. So it's, 23 is my year to be Jordan, because it's 2023, and it spawned from a conversation that I had with one of my In a Different Life co-hosts that I was trying to explain a situation where there was a lot of strife, and I said, look, you're Jordan, you're, you have the shoe, you have the billboard, you have all the things, and I'm not trying to do anything, I'm not trying to take that from you, but... I want you to think of me as Scottie Pippen. I don't know anything about sports, but I watched that (laughs) Jordan documentary on Netflix all the time and I'm trying to appeal to like the brain and the heart space. you know enough. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, look, I just want to be your Pippen. I just want you to think about me and speak about me as if I was your Pippen, the one behind you. I literally said that with nothing, no reaction. And so when I got let go, I basically said, 23 is my year to be Jordan now. Like, as a matter of fact, I made a damn candle out of it. (laughs) Yes. You know? So when I was relaunching a lot of things, my podcast, my business, I did a line of candles that were basically me turning all that pain and frustration I had into my still we got this mantra, but just I'm not going to go off the hinges. I'm not going to give them what they want, but I'm going (laughs) to stick it to you a little bit.
0: We're learning so many lessons publicly, and people can relate to that. And it's nice for women, even in places of non-power, to have their voice. I -hmm. think, you know, I'm grateful for the podcasting world in that light, jumping into taking this professional leap, you know, being a business owner as you are. I've so many (laughs) important lessons that I've learned along the way. So I was wondering, like, since you are on this new business endeavor, what's the most important lesson you've learned since taking that leap?
1: Giving myself a little bit of grease in the sense of, I don't have to go a million miles an hour and make catastrophic strides right away. I've been telling myself, it's full of mantras my life right now, but I basically say to myself like, okay, if I screw up and it fails, my fault. But if I don't screw up and it flies, it's also my fault too. Because I came from a space of, I was always somebody else's aunt. Riley, or da-da-da-da-da show, and Riley, blah 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 and Riley. And now it's like, no. Now it's just really Riley. Now it's just me. And I like that hustle. It sucks sometimes. I'm not going to lie. You know, it's a lot yeah. harder. It's scary, and it's crazy. But the biggest lesson I have learned, and this sounds so crazy from somebody who's like, Little Miss We Got This is just... You've got to believe in you. And I'm not trying to put a crown on and wave my pageant wave, but I mean it because I think you can agree with this. Like our our egos took a really big hit in some of the things that we've been through. And you look in the mirror like, am I good enough? Do I have this? Stop playing small.
0: I think, yes, I did try to get smaller and smaller after that moment because you're in a place, you hear a lot of things about yourself. And even if you have no ego, it still hurts. (laughs) <laughs> like like you're, you're like you guys don't hurt my feelings nobody's meaner to me than I am you know like you can't hurt my yes. feelings I am unhurtable but then you're like wait fuck, <laughs> they got me a little bit like that that really that sucks and it's impossible yeah. not to be a little bit knocked down I don't think we needed humbling by any means I just think we started <sighs> to hear no. that you know and people admittedly are like yeah, everybody talks shit about their coworkers, whatever. But I'm like, I didn't in such egregious ways, and I really started to hear those words. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I heard them, but I started to listen to them, and that was in a that was in a Internally. bad place. That was not right for me because that's yeah. not who I am, and their perception of me has nothing to do with me. That's all about where they are.
1: At all? Yes. I mean, it's crazy to me to have none of that behind me and have still people. I call it my little "We Got This" mm-hmm. army come to me still. And the things like on the air, like I had a segment called ask Riley that I still do on my podcast and people are still asking me for advice. They're still sending me their baby pictures, their wedding rings and all the things that I miss connecting them with. They haven't let go of that. So I had to look myself in the face and be like, you are still Riley Couture, no matter Mm -hmm. what, it'll always be a part of you. So it's, it's definitely a, a mindset yeah. that I had to switch for sure. And it's just... You against you in a sense. I was
0: I was in a weird way because there is there's a lot of beauty about the job. Even when there's some kind of there's bits that are just not as pretty, there's still yeah. like there's still a lot of fun. You still get those emails from somebody that's like, Thank you, you were the only one that spoke for me today or thank you because I felt heard or seen in that moment and you're like, I'm making a difference. So there's there's those little glimmers of beauty that you yeah, hold like, on
1: to. I definitely do agree with you there. Like I had to not be such a traitor to what was my first love in radio because it wasn't all horrific. Granted, there was a lot of that, but it did give me my husband. I never Mm would have met him if not for being here, my second son and like so many different experiences. And I've taken so much of that world into being a business owner now that I can't say that it was all bad, but there are things that I wish I would have, if I could go back a year or two or Five, six, seven ago and talked to Riley then, I would have been like, girl. Yeah, listen <sighs> to your body.
0: <laughs> <You're>, Let's <laughs> chat. Your yeah. body is telling you what to do. Yeah. We stay in a lot of relationships for a lot longer than we should in in different, for, for many different reasons. And um, I think I did have to come to a point where I was like, there was some beautiful things that I did. So I do miss the team effort, and it is really mm-hmm. intense to just be relying on myself, when I'm like, ugh, like I, I procrastinate, I'm the worst, like being your own boss, I'm such an, yep. a little shit, like I've written myself Same. up three times this week already, I'm so sick <laughs> of my shit, and so Same. I think I did want to ask you about being your own boss, and you got two kids in the house, you're doing so much.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, also, like I have the ADHD brain. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I'm such a procrastinator. Like when I put my pedal to the metal, I cannot believe I just said that. It's a stupid <laughs> ass thing. But when I do it, it's like I'll do yeah. it well. But it just it's like pulling teeth to get me there. So the self-reliance is sometimes hard. And then it's also a working from home thing that I told my husband the other day. I was like, you know, you get to go to work without munchkins all over you mm-hmm. all day. Me, I'm not going to tell my kid if mommy can I have a juice or mommy can I have this. I'm not going to say no because he's looking at me. He doesn't understand. Neither yeah. one of them do. And the toddler's just a maniac. You know, he's the boss of the house. It's hard being separating when you do all of your work from home versus going in and being a completely different identity at work. Mm -hmm. And it's weird because they don't know me as Riley Couture. They know me as Mm -hmm. mommy. So sometimes in a creative sense, that takes a little bit of the creativity out. I mean, you get hyper-focused on what you're doing
0: and then it's mommy, I need a juice. And you are torn right out of it and it takes twice as long to get like... Back into the motions because you go get the juice, but then you see, like, oh my gosh, this got spilled, or oh my gosh, the dog needs water, or oh my gosh, let me just wash these Uh. dishes. You know, I can't just leave this here. And then, oh, I had laundry in the frickin' washer and now it needs to be put over the dry. Like, you get distracted by a thousand things. So, I can't imagine like having a little alarm like when I start to edit. A little alarm that's an actual human <laughs> that needs like sustenance, yep. or else it'll like die. <laughs> like if
1: if I don't get well, you juice, something bad might happen, yes. or something bad might happen, like happened today when you just leave the monitored cry just for a little bit, five minutes, and you walk and they got poop all over their hands. That's always you're like, like what what didn't even see that coming. Like in the
0: there's ten things I thought yeah. it would come back to, and that wasn't
1: one of them. But the cool flip about that that I will say is that. I was very sad when I lost my job because my son is very into music. He finally got into the whole like his name's Lyric. I for know, sakes. I love that. I mean, he got into the whole like I want to meet Marshmallow someday because in the podcast room we have a picture of my husband and Marshmallow, and I started to cry. I was very upset because I was like, I just everything that I sacrificed when he was a baby. I I wanted to have, I wanted him to have those big yeah. moments, and I was like, okay, I'm just a mom now. Uh. Nothing wrong with that, but I was like, I'm just a regular mom.
0: Nobody's ever just a mom or just a bartender or just a podcaster. Everybody, that's the thing about hustling is you're doing a thousand (laughs) different things. So you're never just a mom, but I understand what you're saying.
1: Well, he followed it up one time when I was on the podcast with him and, you know, saying that was the greatest ever. And we were going to his last soccer game and he looks at me, and goes, mom, you know what? What? Do you know what my heart goal is? I guess it's a life goal. It's like, what? He's like, I'm going to make it to the big leagues in soccer and I'm going to be messy and nobody's going to tell me different because you said I could do it. And that's how you <laughs> moved, mom. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I'm be like that was like, <laughs> all right, kid. Yes, you are. Can, <laughs> you know, so. Can my heart want the
0: same thing? Like, I want to get to the big leagues and be messy. <laughs>
1: yes. And I will cheer you for you and you will be messy. <laughs> we got this. Yeah. Like, I just, it's it, it really is. A very strange journey but I think that what you think about you bring about and I'm very all about the isms right now but like you get to choose your happy as a matter of fact one of my old producers said that to me at one point I wanted to smack him in the face when he said it because I like, don't even choose happy mm-hmm. how do you do that yeah. but it's an exercise of like yeah you, what's that song you can get addicted to a certain kind of yeah. sadness who sings um, that I'm in radio I should know this oh, and <laughs> You know I what? We'll go truly back. Truly checked out once I got let go.
0: Like I just found out like a week same. ago that Kanye's married again. Did you know this? Did you know? Very I, right. I,
1: like for I was like
0: I should know this. I, yes, the same. I've never been so happy Isn't to not another? fucking know something. I have said honestly, same. good for me. I like tipped a martini. Like good for her. Like I am so proud of me for not yes. knowing that Kanye I know. married
1: someone else. Because a lot of people don't realize that we're, like, ingratiated in every damn thing in media. And it's minute by minute by minute by minute. And I'm like, because I had to do the news pandemic when there was a lot of unrest in politics Ugh. in D.C. Oh, my God.
0: Jane so Fonda was, like was panic. <laughs> out of control Ugh. that year.
1: <laughs> right? It was, like, panic every day of, like, when am I going to say the wrong thing and make something yeah. mad? Because I have a police officer husband and then a son that's half black. So it was like who do I wanna make mad oh, today? Yeah. And everybody Yay. wants to be mad so at you. you. So we
0: do go through that. I definitely wanna steal his heart <laughs> happy because that's that's a good one. I wanna to get to the big leagues and be messy. <laughs> I do too.
1: Let's put that on You're a t-shirt. Real, you t-shirt. should. Well,
0: I know, um, you know, we, we've both been in radio. We've both seen like the beautiful parts and the fun camaraderie and then maybe some of the saltier parts. Do you have any regrets about your exit?
1: Yeah. The one that I will say, because I don't regret any one day even the painful stuff of my journey mm-hmm. to here. I really don't because I you, you can't have the beautiful stuff that still sticks with you like my husband and my, you know, kids. Um, I regret losing a lot of dignity when I left because my life was wrapped around radio. I was Riley Couture and I was not Raquel Segarra, which is my given mm-hmm. name. You know, I was not a caricature because I'm still very much Riley Couture in my person, but I was almost like begging in a sense, you know, lessening myself. I'll do whatever, you know, I will be whatever, say whatever. And, you know, I was crying a lot and letting people see that low, low point that those people now don't mean shit Mm. to me. So it wasn't worth giving them that. Like, I wish I would have been able to go and cry in materials by myself because I think that's okay to give yourself that release. I wish that I would have been able to say, all right, whatever's for me is going to be for me and I'm not going to give you this version of myself that was so not who I am no matter what because I couldn't grasp that I was a person beyond radio I wish that I could have told myself that and said no matter what happens you're a hustler you're going to go through this no one can take anything away from you that you've achieved whether you're behind the mic or not I wish I would have had a little chat with my inner child self and said you're worth more than giving them those tears and the desperation of trying to make things work when it wasn't your fault. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, I was <laughs> I'm speaking we, your language. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, you just took me to church and back and we stopped by the big boy to get waffles on the way. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah I feel, <sighs> I feel the same because there was, um, you get so passionate and you're like, no, I care about this brand so much. Don't you see that I am uh, trying to help this situation because I care so much. And then to get burned in a way, which I don't know if your work expectations were as heavy on the vulnerable side as some other morning shows where they want mm. you to share like really, really vulnerable parts of your life. Like, I don't know if they were asking for that behind the scenes and you're crying or if that was on air. So that's a tough thing to do is to be vulnerable and to be completely open. That's another thing, though.
1: I hear like, it's a so- lot. The the sacrifice that I gave, and I'm not saying that I, you know, oh, I sacrificed to be in radio because I hate that. If you want it, you want it. But never like giving up breastfeeding with my son because I had to be on the air, coming back from maternity six weeks in instead of three months, like moving and, and leaving loved ones, friends, missing my son's, you know, kindergarten, you know, graduation because I was off doing other things with radio. Those are the moments that I will never get back. And I've watched other people, especially in my close circle, not have to give up those moments. I could have asked, yeah. but I was so scared to not be that yes girl and the girl that was the go-to. the we got, I took the we got this to the extreme, but I never said no. I never spoke up, and that was very much taken advantage of. Like I have to learn the art of no, yeah. and sometimes the art of fuck you no. Every single intern that popped
0: in and out of there that had audacity to want to interview me for their class, they were always like, hey, you've had this, you've been in every area of this station, you've done everything but sales, you know, and I would always say, say yes to everything. I would always say, say yes to everything. Be the yes girl. And now I have a whole podcast that's like, say no, no, and no, period. You don't have to give them an excuse. You don't have to tell them it's your uncle's funeral so they can say some condescending shit on the back end. Like, no is a complete sentence. Say no. And from the beginning, be the one that is firm with boundaries. From the beginning, because if you start as the yes girl, you could never go back. You could never go back. They'll say you're a a now, now you're taking me to church. Hallelujah. <laughs>
1: like because that was exactly me. Oh, my God. Because I was always the guest girl. And then when finally I was like, well, the home the home girl over here is, you know, taking 30 minutes off the show to go anyway. <laughs> and I can't do that. So I started yeah. saying no. I started to be like, uh-uh. I started questioning things. And then all of a sudden, oh, she crazy. Yep. And, yeah, so I don't think you should be... A jerk, But I do believe that if it doesn't fit you, it doesn't work for you, and you're not – you're doing your job still, but the above and beyond. Like I was a woman that would pack my 14-month-old and go to the studio on a Saturday morning at 9 o'clock because that spot had to be in by 7. And you didn't give it to me on Friday. You know, so I always say be a yes, but girl in terms of yes, but here's my terms. Yes, Yes, but here's my – boundaries or just know yeah. you know what i mean it's whatever it is whatever get it, works. it in writing <laughs> like, <laughs> lord we're taking everybody and to radio BCC church right now your personal email
0: <laughs> like, because you never know when yes! they will close that shit down on you <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh my, I think one of my big uh, things that I've gone back and forth with is I've felt a lot of power from people that have quit jobs. So a lot of people have come on Dava the Scapegoat to talk about these unhinged exits and I wish I would have just stood up for myself sooner and I wish I wouldn't like you said I wish I would have had more dignity because I think mm-hmm. in there's there's a bit of dignity and integrity and in going I won't stand for this and walking away and I didn't have mm-hmm. the ability but so many people do so it you know not not in recent years but in the past have you ever had a job where you had an unhinged exit? Either proud of, or maybe it's a this is Riley's confessions.
1: Yeah. Well, I got two. One was funnier because I was like 17 years old and I was working at a beach shop. And one day, this person uh, was very, very smelly. And they were a person that apparently came in there and spent a lot of money, dropped a lot of money. And they wanted me to go in the dressing room with them and tie the bikini ties. And I'm going, this seems out of my job description, but at the time, my boss literally reamed me because I wouldn't do this for this person, and we're on the steps on the beach. It was, you know, spring break, so there's a lot of people watching, and he's berating me, do you want me to fire you? Like, how dare you not? I'm like, I didn't realize that I was working at yeah. Chanel, that I needed to, like, be their personal assistant, and they also smelled terrible and ruined the bathing suits, but I literally, he was having me vacuum the concrete steps- I took his vacuum, tossed it down the steps and said, deuces, bye. Because I was 17 years old and I had nothing to lose. I was like, this is a stupid summer job. I don't really care what happens from here on out. And not that I say you should just throw away jobs, but I wish there would have been a little bit of me that still had that gusto later. And the second one was actually the smartest decision that I ever made because I was working in radio. Part of my show got kicked out and I was, you know, I was in it, you know part of my show got kicked out and they brought in another team that wasn't for me. And I was like, vocal. I was like, this isn't going to work. This is not working. This is not working. And my dream job came up and I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go after this. It was kind of scary because if I went after that, it you know if that didn't work, you obviously know I was out after that because I knew that you would want to go. And it was the bravest decision I've ever made in my entire life to do that with a tiny, tiny toddler. And I was like, it was unhinged for me because I'm usually the girl that's like, okay, I'll just take whatever you give me and I will make magic out of it. But this time I was like, this isn't it. This is not it. You know, I can't, like I had a really great mentor telling me like never stay in a position more than two years that you know is not right. Like don't fly off the handle and leave immediately, work it out, see how it's going to happen, plan your exit, always plan ahead. I never did that. But this one time, I was like, Mm-mm, "This is not it." So it was unhinged in a good way, I guess, because it was making a very big gamble. And I wouldn't say you like threw the job away. You threw
0: a vacuum. <laughs> That's all. You threw a vacuum hey. down some stairs. It was kind of asking for it. I bet it was one of those really heavy ones. A little bit. <laughs> it was. It was one of those old school it? ones. Clunk clunk Batty, clunk. Like, the outdoors. That just seems like, Not even, like you know when they show like prison movies where they're like brushing the floors with a toothbrush, uh, and it's like, come on, I know you dicks got mops. Like you're just being dick. That's exactly like what it
1: was. Just- yes, he, he was just being an asshole. That's all. Okay. Oh uh. my god, I'm sorry.
0: So yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, there's so so I many mean, important lessons we can learn though. But I, I love hearing people unhinged. Though unhinged exit stories usually you know it turns out the vacuum was kind of asking for it or something (laughs) exactly it sure was i
1: hope it broke and did never work these like
0: really really (laughs) pricey bathing suits where somebody needs you to like apply it to their body and tie it for them
1: you wouldn't – no. I mean, it was like a surf shop, so obviously all that stuff is way overpriced for whatever it is yeah. cause it's like convenience and people come in there or whatever. It was not that kind of situation. It was dingy. They had the heat press for all the T-shirts in the back. You know what I mean? This was this was like Jersey okay. Shore. This wasn't you know going to Macy's at all. I was like, why am I tying this? This was not in the job no. description nope, at all. But I was always that yes girl, so he figured I would do it. That's fair. And, said, and no. then when you're around somebody that
0: has like the BO – Mm. Or s-
1: it was the wrong kind of bo too. It's
0: like, like c- can you say woman to woman? Ew. Can you say something? Because I've like encountered many a guy that uh, that mm. you know after like six Ew. months <laughs> of being their friend and having to fucking carpool or whatever, I'm finally like, hey man, mm. let me ask you a question how How's my how's my dove cucumber melon smelling today? What do uh, you yes, use, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: what's, let's yeah. Talk about I, I honestly. It made me feel like there needed to be some sort of doctor's appointment. Oh. It was that bad that I'm like, you have something sprouting yeah. somewhere that's making it that odor. It's the, odor. <laughs> it's the video where you want
0: to get like her whole family and all of her loved ones and be like, we got to have a
1: sit down intervention. Yes. Like, <laughs> and I need to get. It's like a the line? scent goes into your nostrils and doesn't come out. <laughs> <laughs> I can she still smell it. You. Ew.
0: Aww. See, there well, there's real, so many did. memories tied to scent. Like people don't realize, and then yes. they smell like a, so a detergent that they're like, "Oh my god, my ex boyfriend used that. I hate this aisle or something." But it's the mm-hmm. same with like bad stuff. You will never forget that job. Now every time you, every time now you go to I Dragon am. Con, you're gonna think of that woman. So <laughs> wait, wait, like, what's, uh, what's the con near you? In In Atlanta, we have Dragon Con.
1: It's D. It's like the Comic Con. Comic Con. It's like DC Comics. That's the big one. Okay.
0: So next time it's in town, just do a drive by, a little whiff, and you'll be taken back to your (laughs) days of vacuuming the beach.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna do some hypnosis so I can get that vacuum and that scent out of my head. (laughs) I shouldn't be. I am a very like this is this is all very hard for me to wrap my head around too because I'm the person that back in the day gotten way too many brawls than I should have, and I didn't ever bring that into the situation as a joke. You know, because me as a Latina, honestly, because we're known for being spicy, fiery, and tempered. Mm-hmm. And I was the new person in the situation. So it was like I couldn't really fire back at the veteran person. How dare I? I wouldn't have survived that. So I ate that for a long yeah. time. But when I finally stopped eating it, it was like, whoop! she's going crazy. <laughs> and now it's like, y'all don't know crazy. Like if I could have a tongue unlashing at that person now that I've stopped playing small, not that I would because it's not worth it to me. It would be, a, you'd really show, I'd really show oh. you crazy. You wouldn't be able to like invent yeah. crazy. Like, and when I think about that, those whole situations, I'm just like, well, how sad for you now? Because all of you can't stand each other and you would, you don't, you don't, I love your scapegoat <laughs> shit. I've used it because now you don't, you don't have your scapegoat anymore. And it's, it's,
0: it's weird. They start it makes me and turning on each other when they don't have that scapegoat anymore. But you, you did so much for them. And I did so much for that team by being that person that everyone could hate. And honestly, I feel like mm-hmm. when there was that, I don't like calling it conflict because it wasn't on my end. I was just big, big stupid head in the corner, didn't realize all this was going on behind the scenes. But um, you you just go about your day and then everybody hates you. But that little tiny bit of conflict like made the good chemistry and I don't think for a second that you and I lost our jobs because of chemistry it was physics it was we, uh-huh. were, we were an object in motion that was happily in motion and crushing shit we got this for a long period of time for a long long time and then, and then oh, what is God. it inertia or fucking the law of inertia we mm-hmm. were an object in motion staying in motion until acted upon by an outside force somebody did not like up. our shit and they, and they went, boom, and knocked us, but didn't stop us, just knocked us onto a different course, which I think is a better
1: I one. I think, yes. Like, honestly, it's a very hard thing to think of all yeah. the time. But I always try to, like, journal and write the things that I, you know, when I go to bed at night, I hold my rose quartz, and I think of the best thing that happened to me that day. And I find myself now finding things easier at the end of the night, like, this was the best thing, or that was the best thing, versus – My coffee was warm, you know, (laughs) because back in those days, I really couldn't think of much great. And then I was also missing out on a lot of good shit. I was missing out on a lot of good smiles and my kids' giggles, my husband being the goat. And I think that no matter what, when you – it sounds so quirky, but when you work hard, like I said, all of those things that made me a go-getter or passionate in radio, I'm now allowed. And I hate that I have to say allowed, but I'm allowed to go and be fucking Mm -hmm. great Not medium Mm -hmm. grade. Not, I don't want to be any bigger than this person. I want to make sure I stay in my lane because I don't want to outshine anybody. (laughs) Fuck that. 23 is my year to be, Jordan. It's my shoe. It's my billboard. Yes. Uh, 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 You know what I mean? And I sound so narcissistic when I say this, but I have to build myself that way.
0: I have more people in my own brain.
1: It's empowerment for yourself.
0: Everybody deserves to have that kind of security, especially when it was taken from you for so long, whether Mm -hmm. that might be through a job or or a romantic relationship. You make yourself smaller and you lose a lot of yourself trying to make other impossible to please people happy. Fuck them. Mm -hmm. Like you could be. What do they say? The juiciest peach in the land, but somebody's still going to hate peaches. And I'll be honest, Riley. I'm from Georgia. I don't really like peaches. Don't tell anybody. They hate it when I say that. They get so freaking upset. I know. I lived in Georgia for three (laughs) years. And I I don't get it. See, you got two on one screen. That's bananas. But most people love peaches. And somebody might not Mm -hmm. like you. They're furry. Yeah. I'm just tired of us beating ourselves up about it. So that's why I like We Got This. And that's why I like the vibe
1: that you're bringing on Really Riley. I try. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, really, Riley? Riley? You know, it's it's just funny because a lot of times that sounder, that like starter came from where I was just like, I always say the shit that people don't want to mm-hmm. hear. I think it's also part of my ADHD brain that sometimes the filter there, if I'm cool with you, like if it's a setting and I will tell you about yourself in the kindest way possible, but people are like, really? But behind that, really, they'll go think about it later and be like, oh, yeah. really? Well, yeah. Kind of thing. So- I'm really proud of the journey that's happening right now because it's, it's not a destination. It really is a journey. Like, there's no end cap because the end cap means that's you're dead. That's true.
0: So. That's true. And, you know, we're going through so much and we're figuring it all out and new business endeavors. But we got to avoid getting burnout. And I know, okay. yeah, especially with, you know, <laughs> you got work and family. So you got to do the mm-hmm. whole balancing act. But you have an awesome husband, an awesome support system, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, he's literally the greatest thing since sliced bread. Like I had to have the conversation when we first started dating, like you are going to be fourth. And he's like, what the hell does that mean? I said, well, there's me because I have to live. There's my son. There's a career that feeds that son. And then there's you. And he got that from start. That's a hard conversation to have. But now it's a switch where I am pulling back, still being driven, but also feeding more into him because the way that he has retaught me who the fuck mm-hmm. I am. And he's said that to me so many times that I'm like, Damn. I would go through all of – I got goosebumps. I would go through all of that shit again if it brought me to you the way that it did. You know, ask my why. That's the reason. You want to ask, why did this happen? I gave my all and it still didn't work for me. That's why. You have to find the whys in all the crap. You do. So – He's an awesome guy. See? Your community, the people you have
0: around you, the people that are actually empowering you, not the ones that like – peace out when things get tough yeah like the ones that protect you and the ones you can like be completely honest with I think that is a great way to manage getting burnout and especially when you're being your own boss it's really hard to be like oh I need to check out now where it's like do you ever get to check out no you need to be answering emails all the time I guess
1: and on your phone and on Instagram. But here's what I'll say about, too, about managing yourself and asking for help. I'm not great mm-hmm. at that. I don't like that. I have been better at accepting it. But here's the thing you have to do, too. Watch your helpers. Yeah. Because there's some people that want to help for the very wrong reasons. And I always came from the thought of, like, if they listen, if they, if they care about me, if they follow me, then I owe them that. I owe them this moment. I owe them. I have to... Be their therapist at 3 o'clock in the morning when they're having problems with their boyfriend. No, you don't. You don't. Like, you can only be there for somebody. And excuse me, but there's only so many sob stories that you can hear that you have to. Because I'm an empath. I I, I like being there for people. But at a certain space, it starts to take away all of your sparkle. You know? Yeah because you're not you're not given if you're putting
0: everybody ahead of yourself yeah you got to be loyal to yourself first you're the one that earned it i think a little bit more than other people so you were saying earlier that it became too big of a part of your identity and that is with me that's what kind of hurt extra you know as i had put way too much time into this brand and way too much power into that and emotion into that where i became my job um And one thing I did wanna say is like, I don't know if you're here yet, but I used to run into people around town or just all around the United States doing shows for comedy. Um, And people would say, like, if they'd just see me out and about, they'd be like, are you Davi from blank, blank, blank. So it was always someone else's name would follow, you know? And over, yeah, for the last eight months, I keep running into people out at random events. And they're like, are you Davi? Yes. Like, it's- no one else's name is coming up. And it's just like, that's me. Like, and that's that's you. People say, are you Riley? Yeah. Like, standing on our own, making 100% of our money. Hell yeah, girl. And our brand and our success is no longer tied to this other name. And I am finally getting to the point in this transition. And I hope you get here, too, where you just feel immensely grateful all the time speaking of being grateful i'm so happy we were able to spend so much time focusing on really riley today and i appreciate you hanging with me on davi the scapegoat i loved it i've been looking forward to this for a long time if you guys want to follow riley couture at riley couture on instagram but also check out her podcast at really riley podcast and what else what other tags what else you want people to check out and come see yet?
1: If you guys wanted to check out my other business venture that I started, um, House of W by Riley—that's crystal intention candles—I can tell you more about the crystals and all those questions there. Really Riley podcast, um, TikTok is Riley Couture Seven. And before you leave me, I just wanted to say one sure. thing to you. Uh, you were a lot of hope for me, side note, because you went through the situation before I did. Um, so you were a scapegoat in another situation, but you were a sense of like, if she can do it, I can do it too. So I'm really happy to be on this podcast with you. I really, that was before I even met you, had a conversation with you, nothing, but I just literally was like, she can do it, see? So thanks <laughs> Thank that. you,
0: that really means a lot. I remember that day my phone lit up and I was like, I know this person. Like I've, I'd never <laughs> met you we'd never spoken, but I'd heard so much about you, so... It was, uh, it was it was great to talk to you because I was in a really weird place where I was like, I don't think this industry is for me. It's just weird how everything could flip on a dime like that. Like you could be so valuable and then they could just decide, nope. And I thought that was it. But so many people in the industry reached out to me and so many people have been so kind. And you were one of the new acquaintances and friends that I've made in that process. So I really appreciate you calling me and asking for advice of me when I'm like girl I'm like I have no freaking (laughs) idea what I'm doing but I know we're both with 1022 projects now and crushing it and Mm -hmm. I am so excited to watch your podcast continue to flourish and it's just it's been really awesome to finally get to talk to you today
1: and amplify another woman in the podcasting world Mm-hmm. And I will never tell you when a cast person dies. Oh the show.
0: man, you know what? I really don't <laughs> care about spoilers. I'm that person that when I get a book, I sneak like the last page and read it. No yeah and then I'm like, and I'll get to the rest of it later. But like I know what happened. I'm the fucking worst. So if you ever want to spoil something, I probably won't cry unless it's like serious PMS time. I doubt I'll yeah, cry. Yeah, oh, we'll cry
1: together. I can't think <laughs>
0: of anything I would cry about. I'm just not that bent about entertainment industry anymore. Again, apparently Kanye got married, and I had no fucking so. idea. Poor that poor woman. I love talking to you. Thanks for spending the time. I appreciate it. And you guys, make yeah, sure girl. you check out Really Riley podcast. And I'll see you again soon. Yeah. Want access to all the exclusive, top secret, uncensored material from this episode? Hell yeah, girl! Then become a fan club member today. You can follow the link in the episode synopsis to join our fan club, or just go to DavyTheScapegoat.com and sign up.
1: to <laughs>